0: social review podcast. I am taking over the podcast this week. It's me, Morgan, one of your editors, and I'm on a mission to try and find out what MMT is. I have no idea. I don't even know what it stands for. So I'm going to do my thorough investigation this week. But to start out, I'm joined by Megan, (laughs) just for the the Megan Morgan confusion.
1: Another person who has absolutely no idea what MMT is. Absolutely none. Couldn't tell you. And um, so we're going to first look at what it might be, and then we're going to find
0: out what it is. So it might be, I've been seeking some suggestions. So, Massively Moody Teenagers.
1: Yep. My Mum's Tenor. <laughs> not not sure where that's going <laughs> from. <laughs> no. We, we also uh, have some suggestions here. Magic Mike 3. I mean, I would quite like to see Magic Mike I've never seen it. I've not seen
0: one or two, but I like the kind of exploitation film geared towards the female audience.
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Um, Mad Money Tax. I think we might be straying into territory of what MMT actually is in that one. Okay, that's good. So I actually, when you told me about this yesterday, I've been very, very good and I haven't actually googled it yeah. so um i feel very proud of myself for not being a know at all yes um but also i did have to check that this wasn't going to be professionally compromising for me to not know what it is to not like, know what mmt is yeah it's not i mean yeah, is it embarrassing
0: that we don't know what mmt is
1: um Huns? Is, it, is it embarrassing <laughs> <laughs> um, i'm gonna say that uh, i think an embrace of one's own ignorance is actually uh, quite refreshing so I'm, I'm comfortable with going yeah. forward yeah. I mean I've
0: seen it on the internet yes
1: yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah, frequently yeah and as I said to you I actually only recently found out what MCM is which is Man Crush Monday um, um, and I don't know if MMT is along the same lines I feel like it maybe is is more public policy focused but <laughs> <laughs> well, we should have a, a social media podcast where we just talk about Man Crush Monday yes yeah absolutely mm. um, my macadamia theory was like a bad 90s band mm-hmm. <laughs> um oh this was is this actually one of my favorite suggestions which was me myself and the thigh <laughs> i quite liked uh miriam markley's thorax <laughs> especially because
0: it had a possessive apostrophe that implied that miriam mark there were she had many yes yeah, yeah. absolutely um, um i quite liked mgmt after one of the members brackets
1: quotation marks g with the band I loved that actually I think I saw that and had a little chuckle to myself yeah yeah it's when you're like okay like okay but like turtles I think it might be yeah maybe it's that I don't know I am um, I'm very impressed by your twitter followers that they've come up with such a varied yeah suggestions um oh yes a very wholesome um my massive turnip <laughs> which I thought very much sounded like a uh sort of like vegetable like prize winning entry <laughs> yeah like, don't talk of... to me on my massive turn yeah. ever again very much brought to mind that kind of like picture of corvin holding up the massive marrow Ooh, like, yeah looking was... slightly askance at the, the camera
0: <laughs> <laughs> um what else have you got uh many men talking or me- more men talking Which is obviously the normal social review podcast format
1: yes yes yeah. look at us passing this personless- bechdel test yeah smashing it
0: smashing through it i can feel the glass is actually
1: coming down (laughs) around us as we sit Uh, here i feel like the subtitle for this podcast should be made of 100% recycled glass ceiling if that (laughs) hasn't been done already (laughs) (laughs) very embarrassing (laughs) um
0: (laughs) margaret money snatcher thatcher again i think we might actually be heading towards
1: what that actually is so that gave me like a very very minor crisis when i saw that because i couldn't remember whether it was in fact money snatch or milk snatcher, it's... and then i decided both were appropriate so i mean yes totally fine mm. moorish methamphet- the- i can't even pronounce it methamphetamine trip unfortunate mm. yeah interesting Medusa's Mirror Troubles, I enjoyed. Good okay. summation of a, of a classic Greek myth there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's quite like the subtitle of the Percy Jackson film that I didn't see. It's like, you know, when they get to like four and you're like, no one gives a shit about the Percy Jackson films. I'm not sure I've ever seen the Percy Jackson films. No. And then Money Printer Go Burr, which is a
1: li- liberal use of acronyms, but <laughs> thank you to my friend Paul for that one. <laughs> Mm. Um, yes, I've been uh, enjoying the sort of the trickling suggestions underneath your Twitter, and realizing that I understand maybe thirty percent of the references, mm. and that I'm in fact just very old for the internet now. Well, but yeah, old and haggard. Haggard. Oh, I actually yeah. wouldn't have called myself haggard, but thanks. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> you must be this haggard to appear on the Social Review podcast. Excellent. Um What else have we got? Megan's magnificent tiramisu, which I enjoyed as somebody who sampled both the co-op and Tesco tiramisu's over the weekend. Mm -hmm. Which would you describe as magnificent? Co-op. Okay. You know, I'm I'm a fan of the sort of, the soaked sponge, found the Tesco one a bit dry, but it's just one for you tiramisu fans out there. So to move away from desserts (laughs) into what I believe is monetary policy,
0: so one of the suggestions from our own social view deputy editor, Hugh Brashen. Magic Money Tree. Mm. I believe that is actually quite close to what. So we're now going to go on the Wikipedia for MMT. I'm so excited. It's and hard modern monetary theory.
1: That is what that's, it actually what stands for. Stands for yeah. yeah, that is actually less um, complex than I, I thought. Yeah, I mean,
0: in. I I actually totally didn't know what the first M stood for. I was fairly sure that the second was like money or monetary. Mm-hmm. Okay. Modern monetary theory, or modern money theory, I it's both, um, is a heterodox macroeconomic theory that describes currency as a public monopoly and unemployment as evidence that a the a currency monopolist is overly restricting the supply of the financial assets
1: needed to pay taxes and satisfy savings desires. What the fuck does that mean? Um. Mm -hmm. i think i got stuck at heterodox actually so um i think there might be some tiktoks that we can use to explain this i would be thrilled as somebody who absorbs tiktok purely through people reposting on twitter do you have yeah no i
0: do too i've Mm. actually
1: learning a lot because i've never
0: been on tiktok before Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well i actually did go on today to look at uh, Kellyanne conway's daughter
1: but yes i well i've I've watched her repost on twitter yes Fantastic, actually. Yeah, I mean, I mostly just find it quite sad. Oh no, do you have TikTok? Uh, do I have TikTok? Um, <laughs> do you have the TikTok? TikTok. Oh, I do. Oh, oh, it's reinstalling because I haven't. I, I think I uh, installed it right at the beginning of lockdown and not yeah, used it since. With, with a mind on a uh, exciting career as a TikTok TikTok artist. I think maybe I was just having a an evening where I thought I was still youthful, and that swiftly. So yeah, passed, yeah, yeah. um it is reinstalling so i'll, I'll try and get on <laughs> okay. to it at the moment i'm actually looking at heterodox economics <laughs> okay which is any economic thought or theory that contrasts with orthodox schools of economic thought or that maybe beyond neoclassical economics
0: okay so the wikipedia goes on to say mmt is an alternative to mainstream macroeconomic theory it has been criticized by well-known economists but it is claimed by its proponents to be more effective in describing the global economy in the years following the Great Recession. MMT argues that governments create new money by using fiscal policy. I mean, that seems... Th- th- Sh- yeah. Straightforward. Yeah. yeah, Money printing over. <laughs> According to advocates, the primary risk once the economy reaches full employment is inflation, which can be addressed by gathering taxes to reduce purchasing power. Mm. I mean, that's... I mean, isn't that just how money works?
1: Um, I mean, you money printed go burr and then taxation collect and then
0: So uh, I guess
1: I don't know, I'm really just exposing myself as somebody who up until the age of twenty just went, I don't think economics is very important, mainly because I didn't understand it and was very defensive about that. Mm-hmm. But is the difference here that if the government creates new money, then it is contrasting to the view that governments are just funded by kind of taxes and debt so that and actually that the money is owned so that the money just exists the money just exists like a natural resource and then yes. it's taken yes. by finite okay mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay that's kind of what i'm seeing i like the the natural resource framing i feel like that yeah um, and so oh there's a little a little diagram on Wikipedia. oh so it's uh, households
0: and businesses and governments and there's all things flowing between all of them is that it's
1: is that mmt you- or is that just macroeconomics oh that's
0: just
1: macroeconomics. <laughs> <laughs> part of a series of macroeconomics <laughs> okay okay we uh i think have have tiktok okay houston we have oh girl don't
2: do it it's not worth it okay i'm not gonna do it
1: so that's james charles i think Oh, um, um, isn't he always just Feeding with people and, yeah,
0: doing his brush on the camera, like how they all do.
1: Yeah, do you know what? Again, one of the things that I thought I was going to... Do in lockdown was to finally fully understand all of the like YouTube beauty beef, James, James Charles beef, yeah, yeah. And I just, I mean, c- couldn't do it. There was no. just there was hours and hours and hours. I was like, no, no, I it's could like, could like learn language, which I also didn't do. It's so. like its own Quanon, like the James Charles beauty beef. Quanon, Quanon, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, you yeah, yeah pronounce yeah. it like croissant. Um So am I going to type in MMT? So in we're going to find MMT TikToks. I believe they exist. Okay. um Sure. so this is my feeling is that mmt stands for it's something two. that is also not mutton. so can i i'm actually just gonna look up mmt on urban dictionary <laughs> if anybody's still using <laughs> urban Dictionary, i feel like i'm really expensive <laughs> <the whole time. laughs> um uh so mmt abbreviation for man mad touch translates to touch my heart i feel touched and that's from july 2020 so that's a recent Upda- who the fuck is updating urban dictionary in july 2020 i mean probably people like me who mm. still use it um mm. makes me think that's where i've seen it and makes, makes me think oh yeah yeah so that's why it's in the same category it's like mcm for me okay so, okay that does make sense actually masked marxist terrorists which is according to this urban dictionary user what anti-far truly are in the united states <laughs> <laughs> oh dear <laughs> cool um oh shorthand for the Beatles movie magical Magical mystery Mystery tour Tour. how did we not get that one in all of our like fucking like like mad macro theory acronyms yeah magical mystery tour so that's actually a submission from 2005 so prior to that's very like a historic like a historic internet post that we've just found we've got from 2009 monkey man's team Hmm. I'm not going to explore that further. No. Um, okay, so I think it makes me. I think it makes me think. So how do we get to the TikToks without without getting making around? You make you think. Um, it's a really good question. Do MMT TikToks exist? Is the question?
0: Uh, I'm sure they do. I've seen posts about them on Twitter, which is obviously where I live on the internet.
1: <sighs> okay, hmm. so. Maybe if I go modern monetary theory TikTok. Yeah, because I've
0: seen several tweets about TikToks about modern monetary
1: theory. Okay, right. I feel like we're on the right track now. So maybe we should just, should we not just Twitter search MMT TikTok and then maybe some some nice adult on Twitter will have given us the... uh, Yeah, some nice
0: responsible cross poster.
1: Yes. Thank you, those who cross post.
0: Yeah, thank you. Especially from like old Tumblr. I enjoy
1: those. Oh, I've got it. I've got one. Okay, so an TikTok. TikTok. This is a okay. so for, for obviously people who can't see, which is everybody listening to this. Yeah, this is a podcast after all. This is a podcast after so all. So we've got the TikTok. We've got a TikTok. It's a it's a woman at the moment. She's, she's very green. She yes. looks like an alien. Yes. I am not sure if she's painted herself green or if it's um a filter. Do you think she's like money like green as in like
0: American oh, money green
1: yeah good shout yeah. um she's wearing kind of like a, a pink tutu and she's got pigtails um is that is that a tutu or is she sitting on a bed that's pink Oh, okay. Maybe mm-hmm. I have misread. So, and we haven't played it yet. The uh, the handle is uh, kibby dot girl. If anyone wants to check this out, interactive. <laughs> uh, it says the easiest way I've pissed off a group of boys is by saying we should just print more money. While they were talking about the stock market, I've never seen a room erupt in anger like that
3: before.
1: So she's blinking and kind of preening. Okay, so it's just preening. Okay. So what's interesting is that that doesn't explain anything about MMT, but it's still... So is MMT just tagged MMT? Printing more money? I think, maybe? I, mean, I think So is MMT
0: just adopting the idea that money isn't finite and that we should just make more of it?
1: We're the, the masters of our own fate, economically. I mean, the thing is, is that... But why is that leftist? I feel like I've said, let's just print more money before.
0: So it sounds like MMT suggests that we should just print more money. I'm
1: going to say that's right. I'm going to say yeah. it's about printing more money. I'm going to see if I can get a really quick explainer up. Yeah, should we watch a YouTube? A oh, YouTube? Sorry, I need to stop saying that. Should we watch a YouTube video where they explain what it is? Okay, so, oh, actually, Unless... business, business Insider. Oh, um, reputable. So, ca- captioned with a picture of Bernie Sanders speaking into a microphone, which I feel like um, really doesn't say anything at all. Then so, the other, um, the
0: other question is, why is it left? Is to print more money. I suppose because you're providing for people and you know, you're banishing the idea of scarcity.
1: So it says MMT is a big departure from conventional economic theory. It proposes governments that control their own currency can spend freely, as they can always create more money to pay off debts in their own currency. So I guess, very much off the top of my head, the reason why it's left us is that it very much goes against this kind of um, idea of, first of all, globalised economy second of all kind of like international control over Mm. so sort of like the imposition of imf rules onto developing countries it's like you don't have to have this big kind of global idea of debt which actually is still bonkers that we think about it in that way considering that like literally at the turn of the millennium everybody just went oh let's just wipe africa's debt because it's not real anyway so let's just wipe it just wipe it and nothing happened like literally nothing that it it meant nothing it was was like it was a move of Significance in name only. Yeah, um and very but... very UWC. <laughs> yeah, One to the fans. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yeah, so I guess it's about basically moving away from a globalized economy. So it makes sense. It's in the wake of like the recession. Okay, and that it is. Yeah, against the idea of austerity and scarcity because it is very much at the heart of it. Like print more money. Didn't print more money. Mm-hmm. I think MNT sounds good. I actually am read. Th- Like pro it. It's very nice to know that things that I have said offhand, mainly to wind people up, are actually have like theory. Actually, there's a a Wikipedia with
0: like this diagram of just money going up.
1: Fantastic. Literally just coins
0: and an arrow, and it's pointing up, and there's more, more and more coins. I
1: mean, that looks good to me. You pop that on the Labour leaflet. Yeah, yeah.
0: Winning (laughs) MMT winning here. here. (laughs) Yeah. So okay, let's go into. The wikipedia page again mm-hmm. history principles mnt's main tenets of the big government that issues its own fiat money i presume that doesn't have anything to do with cards i presume that's the other meaning meaningful word fiat.
1: so sorry this vox article that i've got mm. says the theory in brief argues that countries that issue their own currencies can never run out of money in quote marks The way people or businesses can which is actually very interesting um because that very much kind of contrasts with the way that i feel we talk about economics in this country like the whole kind of like famous margaret thatcher being like it's just like the household shopping i think she like held up a shopping bag or something like it's balancing the books um yeah the woman is the chancellor is the exchequer of the -er the home yes the famous tory slogan of the Edwardian period what so no just after the Vote for women came in. Oh yes, like yeah, in the yeah, 20s. yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, so this very, the, this very simplistic, like quite conservative idea that you balance the country the same way that you balance the books, yeah, and you balance the books, and that makes the economy really relatable to everyone. Hmm. Um, and that's why it's very effective to go. It's you know inconceivable that Labour's going to rack up all this debt because obviously, as a normal person, you would never be able to do that. Yeah, and completely ignores the idea that actually countries aren't households.
0: Yeah. Okay, I think I could get behind this. It does. It does seem like the kind of thing that would, if you implemented it as as you know the new new ruler of a country, you would instantly be crushed by some imperialist power who wanted like their money back. Yeah, but like all your resources. But whose money?
1: Ma- yeah, this is the thing: is that like, it's it's very difficult. I find to to think about it when the concept is that you're not borrowing money; you're just creating it yeah and i'm not sure if that is just because i am so indoctrinated in the current way that we think about money and the fact that it has to come from somewhere and it has to be somebody's or it has to belong somewhere not the idea that we can just so we need to emancipate ourselves from mental
0: concepts of money and finance exactly exactly that i think we can wrap
1: up this segment now and i think do we kind of know what mmt is i think i'm going to say actually more strongly that i am an advocate of mmt and you you've become an advocate of mmt A huge it's advocate. been
0: uh it's been 21 minutes mm-hmm.
1: yeah and well yeah I mean, i'm convinced thank yeah. you to whoever wrote the opening lines of both the business insider <laughs> and box articles yes and to that um very
0: helpful diagram so throughout this week's podcast, I'm going to be trying to find out more about MMT now that I know what it is. Uh, so we'll have a uh, coming up, a series of helpful interviews with some advocates and detractors. It's day two of me, Morgan's, attempt to find out what MMT is. So yesterday, me and uh, Megan learned quite a lot about MMT from the Wikipedia page um, and several helpful TikToks. Uh, but I think my knowledge could use some use some sharpening, so I'm going to talk to, to people who care more about MMT than uh, than I do. Um, so when we finished learning what it was yesterday, we actually thought it sounded pretty good. Um, so Will, do you want to tell us what what you your definition of MMT is, and uh, whether you think it's good or not?
4: Yeah, so I mean, I'm I'm William. I'm, I've written for the Social Review. I've uh, written on MMT as if uh, from the perspective of the video game The Sims, which really does give you a sort of understanding of how uh, abstractified you can really make this whole thing. But you know, I think, um, I think MMT is pretty, pretty cool, pretty sweet. For me, it sort of represents the ability to think about politics in a way that focuses what you can do versus what you, you, know, what you are forced to do by particular scarcity and economic conditions. You know, if you don't have to be worrying about the national debt per se, what what, what could you spend that on? What could, what could you do? What good could you do if you weren't having to sort of rearrange the blocks?
0: Cool. So do you think, um, how did you become interested in MMT first? Or when did you first hear about it? Because I feel like you're probably the person I most associate with it in, in my life. Not that I associate many people with it in my life. No offence, but... That's like a horrible insult
4: or a horrible compliment. Um
0: yeah. Take it as
1: you will.
0: Yeah, um, right? I think
4: probably online. Like the online is where it was at. I think Steve Keen. I I I liked Steve Keen's insights on things. I don't like them so much anymore.
0: I, um, who's Steve Keen?
4: He's a a lecturer over at Kingston University, um, and he wrote he wrote a book. Uh, I think he wrote a book about deficits. I'm not sure. Um, basically, I mean, the, the, one of the really attractive things I think for what makes people gravitate toward MMT is that it is very emancipated to you like if someone says to you hey what if um, what if you didn't have to do this silly balancing act what if you didn't have to pretend like what What if I told you you can just print the money like that first economic thing you ever think when you start to learn about this thing which is why why doesn't anybody just print the money like what if someone told you you could actually do that and it brings back that, that naivete that it sort of de, um, it sort of the, uh, it demystifies the whole process so you don't have like it, it makes it easier to understand and it gives you a, a, a more freeing view on economics
0: so what do you think it frees like what do you think it frees you to to do what what are people not doing if they so haven't people, yeah
4: people with the current economic sort of framework and when i say that i'm referring to the post 80s um Thatcher, like, uh, there's no such thing as public money, it's all taxpayers' money, and um, there's no such thing as society. When you look at these sort of associations from an MMT perspective, you can really easily actually recognise like, for instance, you know, we, we're in the middle of a horrible wave of right rhetoric towards you know, refugees in mm-hmm. the um, country. And you'll know that a lot of what these sort of rational rhetoric against them is is that um oh you know they're a strain on public resources you know the taxpayers having to fund that that you know that's that's all coming out of our paychecks mm. and in reality it's not actually happening it's a false it's a false sort of a grand uh, a false aggression attributed to those people that reduces them to an economic construct but also reduces them to an economic construct that's diametrically opposed to you know Looking after yourself and your family and your community.
0: So it's kind of like the the economic equivalent of when people, you know, people talking about overpopulation. They're almost always bad. In fact, they're pretty much always bad because it's it's you know it's always yeah yeah rhetoric to do with you know people in not here are having too many children. But when in in reality, the scarcity is not is not a is not a reality.
4: Yeah, exactly. And I think you've kind of hit it on the nail. You hit the nail on the head there. There's this sort of, because of the zero-sum conflict, when Mm. there isn't conflict, you have to sort of invent one that's somewhere else and it's coming here, whether that's sort of like, whether that is, you know, refugees entering the country and bringing uh, a tax burden with them, Mm. or like, you know, there's various arguments that are made like around international trade, or it's like, or, or even like coronavirus where it's like, coronavirus isn't the virus, the economy is the virus. It's like, actually, no, the, the, the coronavirus is the virus. The economy is the
0: economy. You mean we aren't like, the virus?
4: I mean, you know, people, it's, it's important. it sounds silly, but it is really important that we retain our humanity when we're talking about political economy mm-hmm. and when we're talking about how the state finances actually work and how we're going to get through this, quite frankly, because as soon as you start saying things like taxpayer, mm-hmm. then you immediately make a hierarchy of people because Alan Sugar pays more in tax than I ever will. That doesn't mean that he's doing more to combat coronavirus than I am. Mm-mm. But that's the sort of thing the taxpayer um, rhetoric concedes in its, in its own
0: existence. So how does tax work under MMT? I learned a little bit about this yesterday, but I'm curious to know more.
4: So I'll make the... The usual obnoxious um, correction under MMT is is a sort of misnomer as it actually happens of course Um, but the way the tax works is actually
0: existing MMT (laughs) actually (laughs) actually actually (laughs) existing MMT has has never been tried.
4: like Japan Um, uh, so basically tax tax has multiple functions but what the actual mechanical process is that the state or uh, local, the state or government authority deduces an amount from uh, an individual, a business, or a place, mm-hmm. um, or like councils and stuff, this actually is a zero-sum construct because they do have restrained budgets. They don't have the ability to print money. But for bodies that can do that, for for, for bodies that do have monetary uh, monetary autonomy,
1: mm-hmm.
4: all taxation does is reverse the initial economic action, which is spending. Spending is step one, and if there's any if there's any particular sort of lesson that I could say summarizes a difference in MMT perspective versus a difference in conventional perspective is that the conventional economics tells you that you tax and you borrow and then you spend. Mm-hmm. MMT looks at it the completely opposite direction, which is that you spend and then you tax and borrow to regulate the rest of the spending.
0: Okay. So, yeah. That makes sense, I think.
4: so. It, ha- does it, in, it does these things. So, when it talks about inflation. There's four sort of reasons that you would tax in MMT. Um, number one is to, I mean, these aren't in like priority order. It's just the mm-hmm. order I remember, Stephanie Kelton's book. Mm-hmm. Um, number one is to regulate money supply. Taxation reduces the money supply and therefore is a deflationary act. So if inflation's is getting high, pump sell that money back out, we're good, we're cool. Um, it takes money from the rich, which I think we can all agree is probably a good idea. Most of the time, maybe not right now. not gonna rock the boat a bit but uh yeah maybe not really yeah do do, do
0: they do the rich have enough money now do they have they? They, are they good with they
4: they have too much money yeah but money is purchasing power and when you're facing a deflationary crisis like we currently are reducing anyone's purchasing power maybe not the best idea but that's that's quite a deep conversation that even MMTs will also disagree with me on that'll be quite a complex one Mm -mm. but it's have all the tools to be able to discuss that nice and, and fun. Mm. Um, what of the other reasons, syntaxes. We love syntaxes. You know, if you want people to start smoking, charging them to do it does stop them from doing it. Yeah. Um, there's also the, the element of like, you know, that does also end up being regressionary. So we need to be, sorry, aggressive, not regressionary. Mm. Um, so you've got to bear that in mind. And there is a fourth reason. What is the fourth reason? What's the fourth reason that you tax money out of the economy? Um have well, a Deflationary reduces economic inequality. Uh,
0: syntaxes.
4: Syntaxes, that's right. And
0: uh, a fourth reason to be discussed. There is a fourth
4: reason. I just don't remember what it is. Stephanie mm. Kelton's book isn't that good. So,
0: <laughs> so, so, I the fourth. so if I one. if I were to be uh, less surface level than I am, which is basically just careening through my social circles, asking people what MMT is, that what is would... As is the way to find out anything. Um, yeah. No, it's obviously not. You should do in-depth research and look at... But obviously, you know, whatever. It's a social review podcast. Um, so what what would you recommend as the kind of key reading? Because I've I've just been reading sort of um, various, you know, basically coverage of Ocasio-Cortez backing it and, um, yeah, sort of explainer articles that are quite surface. Where's the, the good shit yeah. in MMT reading or research at the moment?
4: So I think... From like a service level position, Kelton's book doesn't really good... It does a good effort at explaining the mechanics of what MMT does, but it doesn't really go into much else. It doesn't sort of, it doesn't speak of it in much higher praise than that, and it doesn't um, explain the wider political implications of um, "What if you could print money?" Mm-hmm. I think, think deeper, your best option is to so the money on the left network and the uh, monetary. I can't remember what they're actually called, but I'm I'm, I'm going to kick with Money on the Left because that's mm. the guy's like, um, they're doing some really great work on what they're referring to as post-MMT, which is where you basically take the premises that are available in MMT and apply them in a wider scale. You know what mm. what happens the cultural issues when you apply an MMT lens? Mm. What happens when What happens when you take this this thinking seriously and look at where we're at? And you can get you know it is very liberating and it is very. Interesting to see what happens when you reject scarcity in and of itself. Mm. Focus on, on the actual the actual things, actual problems. So, yeah, listen to Superstructure, read the money on the left, uh, and read Nathan's mailing list. This is one of the things about MMT is that because it's so down online, a lot of it is just being just part of the discourse.
0: Being part of the discourse. Okay. Oh, yeah. as, I said, as I said at the start, and yeah, when I when I when I finally did cop onto what MMT was yesterday, I thought it sounded. I thought it sounds quite good. And talking to you, I still think it sounds quite good. Um, but as as someone who is a who's um, outspokenly quite pro MMT, what would you say? are the drawbacks, and do you like how viable is it? Oh,
4: the drawbacks. So Chris Williamson backs this thing. So that's a pretty big drawback.
0: I mean, yeah. Anything Chris Williamson backs is, yeah.
4: It's, it's an immediate red light. And
0: yeah
1: the
4: thing with any sort of with any sort of rejection of the premise comes a set of thinking that rejects the premise as conspiracy and doesn't do any further like deeper reading. And that's a real danger because you do have people who are you know, they are religiously devoted to not necessarily even espousing, like, MMT to do good things, but to just sort of, like, <laughs> just to sort of punk on people. And it has a really bad online fan base for the most part. Um, mm. it, it, it has got its fair share of problems. I'm not going to deny that. And that's why I do like to speak up for, like, Money on the Left, the groups that are doing it to build an emancipatory, uh, emancipatory politics. Because, mm. um, you know, have got, like, uh, Thomas fazy and uh, William, uh, not me, the other William in MMT Uh, Will Mitchell Mm. they're both pretty bad Uh, they wrote a book called Reclaiming the State it's awful Um, and it's basically like hey look we have monetary we have monetary sovereignty Um, stop talking about trans issues oh dear Um, it's like yeah yeah it's it's awful like it's a really bad book it's really well revered in some circles especially in British MMT circles Hmm.
0: Um, so how big are British MMT circles or MMT circles more broadly
4: so I mean a circle drawn with a small enough radius does tend toward being a point. Um, and I think that would be <laughs> its points. It's there, there. There isn't a sort of established MMT movement in the UK. Mm-hmm. There is a, I mean, there's a growing like acquiescence that a lot of what we're saying is right. They'll, you know, like uh, people saying, "Yeah, no, okay, <laughs> I'll put my hands up and say taxes don't fund public spending," um, but then they won't go. But actually, this other problem, um, you know, it it crowds out investment, all this other crap to be honest with you. Mm. Um, And like the premises are still getting accepted day in, day out by people online. But I mean, like, for instance, like Labour's fiscal credibility rule is still completely unconscionable uh, under MMT. And it's not going anywhere. So this is a fringe movement. (laughs) It's a very fringe movement, unfortunately.
0: Mm. Do you where do you think the like points of breakthrough from fringe to possible like doing MMT might come? I mean, it's really hard because
4: because of the way that our politics is arranged, um, it's really difficult to really say. You know, in in America, as you rightly noted, like one of the big breakthrough moments was AOC. Mm. Yeah, you know, You're saying actually, there's this theory, this way of looking at the economy that I prescribe to. Mm. Um, and that was breakthrough. That was huge. That turned a lot of people on to MMT. A lot of people onto to look and get state, uh, state finances as if they're not, you know, a household budget, and as if they're not actually that constrained. You can do more than what they will let you do. Um, and I think it will take until I think in the UK because of how centralised our politics is to Parliament, it will take until that sort of thing, which is also sort of part of the fact that it is a, a, a theory of the modern state it will take breakthroughs in the modern state to really push it to uh, the front of people's minds. Or enough sort of exposure on BBC uh, Newsnight. It's had a couple of things on there.
0: Wait, so we either have to break the state or be on Newsnight?
4: They are in many ways the exact same thing. Um, I've often said that the revolution will come through the Newsnight offices first. But, like, for example, um, Kelton was supposed to go on uh, Peston one mm. time happened to it but she was meant to and that would have been like a cool moment hmm. but it wouldn't else it would have should have been a cool moment
0: so we just need so not we just need but you reckon what what needs to come next is some kind of major british figures starting to talk major british political figures yeah. talking about yeah. this on things other than the social review podcast
4: yeah really like if you can get alex sobel to say taxes don't pub, uh, fund public spending that'd be great but like short of that
0: mm-hmm. um,
4: it's, it's difficult because one of the other things that we can do is do what I do and, you know, win every time, you know, John McDonald says that the national debt is going to be a burden on people because it's not, it's not going to be a burden on anybody, you know, in a particularly real sense. Mm. And, uh, you know, we can continue to sort of demand better, uh, better discourse and demand, you know, actually less lazy assumptions about, you know, oh, we want, Everyone have better uh, better broadband because it would be a better deal for the taxpayer. No, you want better broadband because then people can actually communicate <laughs> and people can build communities. Mm. Like that's a good in and of itself. I don't need a retail deal to you yes know, to persuade me.
0: So there doesn't yeah. need to be a monetary attachment to you know having so much. You know they were saying you know so much. Um, we need to fund social care now because otherwise, will will the individual cost on everyone will be so much higher if we don't do things now? But in fact, the cost is not a monetary cost; it's a emotional yeah. and labour and care and you know. well Yeah, it's people's yeah. lives. That's the cost. And when people, <laughs> it's like when talk about the cost of coronavirus, you want the cost of the coronavirus?
4: It tends to balance people's lives first and foremost, mm. and you never hear that in reporting. The cost of coronavirus has always played out to be like, oh, it's billions in national debt. Mm. Right? You tell me when I'm walking that down at, you know, when I'm walking out at a funeral. <laughs> it's not. It's a basis politics to talk about it as if it's like this. Mm. You know, we should be able to recenter our actual experiences. And part of that means stopping addressing ourselves as taxpayers, stopping addressing our friends and family as, you know, uh, incompetent themes of the sort of tax base, you know, work
0: are not a tax base, those are different things. Hmm. So it sounds like that, you know, an embrace of MMT would require, not require, but, you know, a kind of, a government in the country doing MMT would require, MMT would just be a small part of a broader sort of, I don't know, almost... This is going to sound like a massive act, but it's really not um, a sort of like Marion Williamson-esque embrace of like the positive politics of emotion as well as the positive economic politics.
4: Well, we say he will take that, but, you know, Rishi Sunak just pumped hundreds of billions of pounds into the economy. And when people ask him what he was doing, he said, oh, i am putting my arms around the nation.
0: So is Rishi Sunak into MMT then?
4: He's not, but he does he knows how the state finances work because he's in charge of them. He knows that he doesn't have the tax to spend.
0: I mean, does people being in charge of things doesn't necessarily mean that they know how they it's work. Not
4: necessarily, not necessarily. He didn't raise that money in taxes first. So it doesn't indicate that he is aware
0: that it can money. happen.
4: We weren't running a surplus, but we still managed to pump a lot of money into the economy, um, ideally. Mm. But, yeah, like, uh, but this is the other thing, like, isn't necessarily strictly a left thing, it doesn't have to be, and that's really dangerous because as someone that does accept that it is a fair, good, and powerful mode of political communication, Yes. we need to be able to do it, that the right will do it, and they won't think twice about it, and we'll still be sat here saying, oh, can you afford that regenerative project in, in the North, while Boris Johnson is literally you know, walking a it around the new
0: Aqueduct or something. <laughs> that famous northern aqueduct. <laughs> <laughs> that's going on. Big Hadrian's Wall kind of return to Roman Britain vibes going on there. Hmm. Build the
4: wall, you know. <laughs> he could
0: do that though. Like he could fund that. So it's like, so it's kind of like the as with the UBI things that could be enormously positive, but also do not necessarily have a specific political a specific left right, you know socialist conservative political appeal.
4: Yeah, it's a theory of the state rather than necessarily a critique of the state. It doesn't say that this is right or wrong. It just is how they are.
0: Um, Wait, so it says so so MMT is a, a a theory of how things exist as opposed to a theory a, a set of aspirations. Oh,
4: 100%. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's descriptive, not prescriptive.
0: Okay, so it, not, it, it it says, so says should that should it says that we're sorry so it says that we already live in this world; we just aren't acting like it. But if we, yeah, if our, po- exactly, okay,
4: exactly, yeah. Like LNT describes the world as it currently exists, exposes where there's like inefficiencies, and a technocratic point of view would be like, "Oh, you should run the state better, <laughs> then then things will be better." Obviously, this isn't, a, this isn't my position. Um, mm. I say that obviously. Hopefully, listeners are familiar with me, and um, I that's not my position. But yeah. Like, yeah, actually, you know, you could fund GVI with this. A lot of volunteers will disagree with that severely, um, favoring a job guarantee. Yes,
0: but, but you, again, could you, yeah. okay. you could if you wanted to. You could if you So, uh, a final question before I let you go How does it work, or how how is it talked about working in relation to things like kind of international debt? And um, we were talking yesterday when, when me and Megan found out what it was about um, how it could impact, you know, these. You know, famous. So we're going to wipe third world debt, and it does absolutely nothing. Um, How does MMT think about that, or
1: does it?
4: So I mean, it it definitely does think about it, and there's loads and loads and loads and loads of writing
1: um, which I can you know I can supply Mm. which relate how poorer nations, sorry,
4: less you know less financially rich nations um, can use these perspectives to state build to you know reject reject like dollar hegemony okay and there's a, a lot of the time you'll see like um it's one of the reasons that quite a lot of mnt is a very very critical of the uh, imf and the world bank because while america is printing its own money and then printing debts that it can only be paid for with its own money it doesn't matter what for example you know venezuela does it can't print that money yes so all The US. Actually, quite a lot of the world, but mostly the US, yeah, exactly. Mm. But immediately, when Venezuela owes X amount of dollars, it has to do X amount of production defined by the whims of America.
0: Okay. So. And-
4: Would you personally?
1: If yeah, any, I mean, are there I are mean, any world I mean, leaders I mean, listening.
4: I mean, uh, is, is Ban Ki moon still the chair of the UN?
0: No, it's um, the Portuguese uh, ex minister now, What's his name. Carlos Guterres. There you go. If you're yeah. student, wow, look at me um, with my global I mean, yeah. government knowledge.
4: We'll, we'll, we'll at him with
0: this one. Yeah, at Carlos um, Guterres.
4: I'm getting red to fill for it's not Ban Ki moon. <laughs> yeah, been,
0: um, I think it's been about four years.
4: That's a long time. Yeah. It's there's been so much else to pay attention to um,
0: mm.
4: but yeah no, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of things that there's a lot of international perspectives that it can offer and particularly I, I think it has a good it's a good thing that it's able to challenge dollar hedge money because a lot yeah. of people tell you well America has the money and actually like you you these countries already have the money they have debts which is denominated in other dollars like other currencies and that's what's holding them back alongside you know Trade, uh, trade tariffs, and physical, like, like wars, are also holding them back. But you have to be aware that even if they stood all the soldiers down, they'd still be working for American interests, as long well as American dollars are what paying for those debts.
0: Okay, cool. Do you have any concluding concluding lines on MMT?
4: Um, hi, David, I uh, understand that you are going to be challenging this position, please try and not make me, uh, sound too, uh, too, uh, I don't know what you're going to make me do, but I, I, fear David in some ways. <laughs> 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 make, James, make James Medway proud would be my advice, uh, but otherwise, uh, listen to Superstructure, okay. listen to you with Max Soho on this very own podcast, plugging my own episode there, Oof.
0: um,
4: just sort of get involved, you know, chat about it. Get involved it. in the discourse? Yeah. yeah you ask, probably
0: be jumping. Ask not yeah. what MMT can do for you, ask what you can do for MMT. So yesterday I spoke to Will about MMT, who broadly said MMT was pretty good. And I think I'm now quite sold on it. But I understand that there are other people who are not in favour of MMT. Um, so I'm speaking to one of them here today.
2: Hello. Who are you? Uh, I'm David. <laughs> but I'm irrelevant and unimportant. But I do dislike MMT.
0: Okay, you're irrelevant and unimportant. But Will does did say he feared you and your takes. So, what do you think MMT is?
2: I think it's a way of redescribing public finances that could, in some circumstances, be useful. But has basically just ended up convincing a lot of men on the internet that they've solved the economy.
0: Why haven't they solved the economy?
2: Because I think the thing is that it's a redescription that you either, that depending on how you interpret it, either comes to exactly the same as how people normally describe the economy or is just wrong.
0: Could you talk me through that a bit? I'm not quite sure I get. So it, it's either the same. So sure. Yeah.
2: So the whole thing with MMT is MMT says that taxes don't pay for spending and that the government can just print money, Yeah. Which, which, and it is true, the government can just print money. So in the normal way of describing things, if the government wants to spend money on a nice thing, it could borrow some money, it could tax, or it could print some money. And what MMT says is, well, technically, all that the government is doing in any case is printing some money. It might be that they just do some taxing or do some borrowing afterwards. hmm which is a perfectly reasonable way to describe it. But the problem is that either you interpret it to mean, well, actually, we don't need to do any of the taxing or the borrowing, and we can just print as much money as we like to spend on whatever we like, Yeah, which is wrong, because if you do that, you'll just cause lots of inflation.
0: But why can't, um, why can't you just tax to curb inflation?
2: Well, you can do that. But in, in that case, what have you really said that's different? Because people on the left would agree, well, we can, we need, because then what you're saying is, what is the difference between I am raising taxes to pay for the nice thing and I'm printing money to pay for the nice thing and then raising taxes to offset the inflation caused by spending money on the nice thing? It mm. comes to the same thing.
0: Okay. So is there is there only a finite amount of money?
2: It's not that there's a finite amount of money, but there's a finite amount of like productive capacity in the economy. Okay. So and there's a finite amount of raw materials. So, for instance, if I decided that you know everyone should have a hundred thousand nice things, yeah, and I decided to print the money to pay for it, there might just not be enough nice things. In which case, the money is going to start becoming pretty worthless. Okay. Because I've printed so much money. Um,
0: <laughs> Help! I printed too much money. <laughs>
2: yes, yes, which occasionally happens. And I think the thing is that MMT is. A lot of MMT has acknowledged that inflation is a thing, which is yeah. why they say, "Well, then we raise taxes or do some borrowing to curb the inflation." Yes, but in that case, it's really just a way of redescribing exactly the same process as other people describe, which so, is, "Well, you want the nice thing, so you can pay for the nice thing, but you also need to raise some taxes."
0: But isn't there even if I'm not quite sure, I like I, I don't understand enough about this to agree whether you're right or not. But it, even if you are. Does isn't there something to be said for you know, there is a difference in which way around you do things and how you think about things and how you talk about public policy. So even if MMT is just the same but a different way of talking about it, isn't that still doesn't that mean it might have merits of its own?
2: Sure, sure. So I think that yeah, it is a different way of talking about it. I think the problem I think there are two kinds of problems with it. The first is that some people just miss that the ways of which it's the same. And so some people interpret it to mean. Actually, everything's just easy. Everything's just fine. We can print as money as much money as we feel like, and ignore that. Like there are other things you have to do as well. That's the kind of way in which like people who very surface read it and have decided they really like it sometimes interpret it. But I think the more sort of generous interpretation of when people have a more serious approach to it mm. is it basically. Uh, I think it pushes the distributional questions to the sidelines. Um, it kind of goes well. Actually, if we want the nice thing, we don't have to talk about it in terms of taxing the rich. We can just have the nice thing, and then later we can have a conversation about how we deal with the inflation. And so it's sort of delinking those things, which I guess could hypothetically be useful sometimes, but I think generally isn't. So I think that, and I think this is the key thing: it's like is this? It's a redescription, and yeah. we have to decide if we think it's useful or not, and. I don't think it really is so let's imagine that we're Annalise Dodds and we want to argue for a wealth tax yes like is it better to say let's tax the rich so that we can have these nice things that we can save the NHS or whatever yeah or do you want to be saying let's tax the rich so we can offset some inflation
0: yeah I suppose I and I understand yeah I understand that argument but and
2: it's equally if you're Ed Miliband and you want to argue for the new deal yeah do you want to be saying uh and you you know you go on news night and the presenter asks you well how are you going to pay for this yeah do we want Ed Miliband to be saying well actually there's this thing called fiat money that means we can just print the money and we don't need to pay for it because of monetary sovereignty or should he just say we're going to tax some rich people
0: I mean but couldn't he say I mean it's, it's maybe a little facetious to say he'd have to talk about fiat money and like a could he not say? I how am I? Could he not positively? Is there not a positive framing of MMT that's, you know, we're going to, uh, we have economic priorities, which means we will be actually no fuck it is just print more money, isn't it? Yeah. 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 You're, yeah. Okay. So, so I think that
2: basically, um, it's a redescription of the economy that has convinced a lot of people that like. That a lot of people have got a bit overexcited about.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've gotten quite excited about it. I think it sounds yeah, good. yeah. it
2: sounds exciting when you first say it. It's like, oh, actually, you know, those those the way I think it worked isn't quite like that. And actually, I can think about it in this different way. But it basically, I don't think it actually gives you an easier way to argue for progressive change. Um, and I don't think it really I mean, helps you and it does convince a lot of people to start calling John McDonnell a neoliberal
4: in the replies
0: <laughs> we'll get on to that in a minute but is it is there something to be said for a kind of like you know so if you're saying you know tax the rich or just print more money if you're Ed Miliband on Newsnight in this in this circumstance is there not something to be said for the positive thing of it, it's non it's non-punitive you know you're not taking money from anyone you're just making more money and so therefore you you're not even doing but then I I suppose it's not very leftist to not do redistribution of assets and
2: that's what I mean by I say it's putting off the distributional questions it's Mm -hmm. pretending that we can just have more nice things for everyone because it's putting the issue of well how do you offset the inflation or how do we address these other things Mm -mm. into the background and so it's kind of yeah, it's hiding the distributional choices that I think are actually important and that from a left-wing perspective we, we don't really want to hide.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah, because it, you can't just... Maybe a rising tide doesn't lift all boats because like, one boat's still going to be fucking massive. I don't know. Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, no, I mean, you can... I mean, you can use MMT arguments to defend left things. You could say, for instance, we're going to... Um, know use we're just going to print more money to spend on welfare and that's great and then you could separately raise taxes on the rich and like that would be great but the MMTers are going to insist all the way through that process that you don't link the two and I'm not really sure why you shouldn't.
0: Okay um so where did you first encounter MMT?
2: I first encountered MMT um I think when a friend a few years ago sort of pointed me to it, and he was saying, well, actually, we can spend way more money than, than people say because of this thing called MMT. Mm. Um, and I looked it up, and I thought it sounded very exciting Yeah. before I realized that it wasn't actually saying anything very different to, like, what most left-wing economists would say. Which is- Like, of course, right-wing economists are going to have a different view. But basically, everyone on the left agrees that we want to be spending a lot more money uh, than we are currently, yeah. Um, and taxing more. And what MMT says is that the limit is inflation. Um, and obviously, there's an argument to be to be had about how big a limit is inflation. How much money would we have to print for inflation to become a real issue? And also, you know, what level of inflation is good or bad? But I think the problem is that a lot of people either interpret um i think a lot of people do interpret mmt as saying well there aren't limits um or they just kind of ignore the inflation point or if they acknowledge it they just push it into the background because it pushes the distributional questions into the background okay
0: so when i was talking to will about it he was saying that that one of the interesting things about mmt is that it's quite a discursive a discursive mode um, like that it doesn't really you can't go and read like the capital of MMT. Like Yeah, what I mean do, yeah. I think the
2: well, I think the couple of things I say is that firstly, I mean it is just a redescription. So yeah. I think it's all based on people talking in a language that they've basically developed for describing public finances.
0: Mm. Um
2: and I think there are some books that would be seen as the sort of Bibles of MMT i think mm. the issue is that will doesn't like them okay and i'm quite sympathetic to him on not liking them but like the reclaiming the state book by fazzy and mitchell uh is very influential as will said in british mmt yeah um it just happens to be dreadful in ways that aren't limited to its mmt
0: yes um, so why and, do terrible people love mmt so much why does chris williamson and all you uh, love mmt
2: well, I think the thing with Chris Williamson is that Chris Williamson is one of the people who's interpreted it to mean, "Well, we can just do whatever we want." It's it's that kind of thing that oh, well, actually, we were just being tricked by elites, and the economy is really simple, and there's this trick called MMT that solves it all. That means we can all have nice things.
0: Mm. So it's like the the motherload cheat code of economic theory. If you ever played, Sims. yeah.
2: And this this is I think this is what I'm trying to get across. In that, I think it's a perfectly legitimate way to describe what's going on. But that it basically persuades a lot of people that it's a cheat for solving the economy.
0: Okay, but um, it's but it won't solve the economy.
2: It won't solve the economy. Um, well, it's no. a way of redescribing things that you know lots of left-wing people already want to do. You know, Will and I both want to spend a lot more money on the welfare state, and we both want to do a lot more taxation. Um, the difference is that I think it's a good idea for Annalise Dodds or Ed Miliband or Keir Starmer or John McDonnell to say we're gonna tax the rich to pay for our nice spending mm. whereas Will uh, does not think that's a good idea. What and a lot you, of MMTers, when people say that, will appear in John McDonald's replies to call him a neoliberal.
0: What do you think about the the more, slightly more ideological argument about the you know, to to rely on argue, to rely on language about taxpayers creates ownership um which creates hierarchy because you know scales of tax scales of payment scales of ownership um like what do you think about the the idea that it creates a sort of that it could create a more what's what i'm looking for equally equally weighted um idea of our economic society yeah i mean i i guess
2: i don't think that not mmt has to equal going on about taxpayers money all the time
0: yeah is there, um, some, is there some kind of third third way?
2: I don't think so much a third way. I just think that a lot of MMT want to present the choice as between George Osborne and MMT, which okay. I don't think you have to do. I think no. that you can talk about the economy in the way that most left-wing economists and most left-wing politicians do. Mm-hmm. Like Bernie Sanders does not talk about MMT. Bernie Sanders, when asked how he's going to pay for... Um, for, for Medicare for All says, well, we're going to tax the millionaires and the billionaires, and
0: mm-hmm. we're going to tax
2: the 1% to help the
0: 99%. I almost, did, it. Say, I almost did a bad uh, Bernie Sanders impression there, but I, I, I abstained. Uh,
2: uh, he yeah. doesn't say fiat money and charterism. Um, no. And and nor does he talk about taxpayers' money the whole time. So I guess I, I, I agree with Will that you know taxpayers' money isn't the language we want to be using the whole time, but I don't think that means we have to Use MMP, MMT's particular way of describing and understanding public finances.
0: Okay, so it's it's not MMT or the highway then.
2: Yeah, okay. and then again, I think the problem with MMT isn't so much that, like, you know, if you were to write out the basic propositions of MMT, that it's technically wrong. It's just that it's a way of talking about it that I don't actually think is very helpful, and I think ends up leading a lot of people to talk in ways that are very unhelpful and also to be weird cultists on the internet.
0: Yeah, so could you talk a little bit about like your how you understand, you know, sort of like weird men who think they've solved economics calling John McDonald a neo-lib like is that I think
2: I think the issue is they've become absolutely convinced that MMT is the only true way of describing the economy, which means that everyone else is lying. Um, so, and I think it ends up with this sort of like slightly conspiracist mindset that, you know, non-MMTers are lying mm. um, or have been tricked. And we just need to sort of pull the wool from everyone's eyes and then we can have all the nice things.
0: Okay. I mean, I see how that lends itself to conspiracism. But I also see how if you're looking at, you know, Rishi Sunak doing Money Printer Go Burr. There is like a, yeah, there is like a, we can, we can turn the taps on when we want to. Austerity is a, I mean, we all knew that, uh, you know, this is a fucking leftist podcast, like austerity is obviously a political choice, but like, austerity seems like really a political choice when you look at that you can just like give hella money. And so, Yeah. yeah, I see. And I
2: guess my view is that I agree with that. And I think the thing with MMT is that in policy terms, it often comes to a similar thing. Um, it's just a way of describing it that I think obscures some of the things that we want to do, and lends itself to uh, a sort of slightly culty, conspiracist mindset for thinking about the economy.
0: Mm. I mean, that's not great. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was, I was really sold on kind of positive utopianism and, like, you know, an end to scarcity, an end to scarcity discussion in in economics and. So that sounds well, quite nice. But well, the
2: thing is, it doesn't really—it doesn't really affect whether or not there's scarcity. The amount of scarcity is sort of the same, and MMT is just a way of describing how we're how we're handling the scarce resources.
0: Okay. You obviously can't see me because we're on the phone, but I'm doing a big Billy Ray Cyrus "Much to Think About" face. Like, there is much uh, to think about in MMT. <laughs> yeah,
2: in the you know, um, and I think the thing with MMT is it's basically. Uh, a choice that we have to make about how we justify the spending that we want to do and how we justify the taxes we want to do. And as perhaps oversimplistic as it is, I think tax the rich to pay for the welfare state is a better way of talking about it than, well, we just pay for the welfare state with the money we print and we tax the rich to solve the inflation.
0: And we also do sin taxes to control, like, various kind of... Sugars, sugar, and smoking, and whatever.
2: Yeah, and yeah. I mean, I think you can do syntaxes for. Uh, sorry, I'm being disturbed. <laughs> Apologies. Uh, I don't know if you heard that a sibling was no <laughs> interrupting me. Um,
0: I think we're about done anyway. Yeah.
2: Um. um well, I, I hope I was clear. I yeah. Yeah. I think that it's a way of redescribing things that you know can help some people understand things better or could give us new insight but for the most part i think leads people down a rabbit hole of weird online behavior and a conviction that the economy has been solved
0: so is mmt the british q
2: it's not that bad
0: <laughs>
2: i don't expect any like mmt shootings in the near future
0: <laughs> only in john mcdonald's mansions Right. I mean,
2: I do have a facetious uh, MMT comparison, but it's very nerdy.
0: Okay, what's the facetious MMT co- comparison?
2: Social credit, which was a big movement in the sort of 1920s and 30s that continued in some, some bits of sort of British-speaking countries until the sort of 70s and 80s. This is was basically
0: crawling out, crawling out of my, my history degrees is some vague remembrance of this, but what is it?
2: It was a man who thought he'd solved the economy, uh,
0: but he didn't have—he didn't even have John McDonald's mentions to, to solve it in then in the nineteen twenties. No, he just had sort of pamphlets,
2: IRL, uh, you know, groups of devoted followers, and then eventually they took over the government of a small Canadian province.
0: What happened? Did it go well?
2: No, they just sort of turns out that. They just did what everyone else had done before and just became a quite normal conservative party. Oh.
0: So there's no... So is Social Credit just printing more money?
2: No, Social Credit was a different theory. Um, my comparison is less that, like, MMT and Social Credit are the same theory, more it's just they are this an economic theory that convinces a lot of people that the economy has been solved and that there's this one simple trick.
0: Yeah, um, doctors hate her. And,
2: yeah, 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 and I think that's the problem with MMT. It's a lot of economists saying <laughs> MMT is going to mean we can have all the nice things, mm. and it's like, I do think we can have nice things, but I think that the way we argue for nice things is not well. We found this one simple trick.
0: Okay, i well, we can we can leave our inciting discussion of MMT there because after having spoken Brilliant. to after having spoken to Will and now David, someone who doesn't like mmt and then no someone who likes MMT, and then someone who doesn't like mmt i'm now going to speak to someone who actually knows what they're talking about (laughs) which is i'm interviewing after this
4: brilliant
0: so uh i'm now in the final leg of my journey to find out what mmt is i've spoken to uh will who thinks it's good and David, who thinks it's probably not so good. Um, but now I've got someone who might actually know what they're talking about. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, hi, I'm Shreya. I'm an economist at the Institute for Public Policy Research. Thanks for having me on.
0: Oh, Any time on, uh, on the Social Review podcast. Um, so what is MMT?
3: Um, so I should first preface this by saying that I don't know as much about MMT as I would like to. Mm. Um, but I think um, when we're talking about what MMT is I would first talk about what media macro is so media macro is like Simon Wren Lewis's phrase for this like sort of narrative about the macro economy in the media Mm. which basically says um, we can't raise taxes because of the Laffer curve and because all the rich people go abroad. What's the
0: Laffer Um, curve?
3: Oh sorry um, that's the the idea that if you raise taxes too much then everyone
0: will just stop working and so will wreck the economy okay Also, well, yeah talk, um, talk to me through this as if i am like i don't know i was gonna say a small child but small children often <laughs> like have weird in-depth pools of knowledge so i don't know someone who knows nothing about economics i was trying to think of a colorful simile but i failed so there we are oh yeah
3: sorry
0: um, <laughs> so what yeah, so see. that's the laffer curve
3: yeah, so, so they'll say you can't raise taxes because that will damage the economy and um, we can't borrow more because then we'll end up like Greece and we'll just spend all our money on interest repayments and we can't print more money because then we'll end up with hyperinflation like Venezuela. Yeah. So essentially the only option is to do austerity and cut the size of the state.
0: Okay. I mean, I don't think that's true. No. 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 Well, I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> So
3: I think um, MMT is is relevant as a counter to the third of those things. So it says actually, in some circumstances, the government can print money without borrowing or taxing. Um, and that depends on, like, the size of the real economy and whether you're bringing more real resources into production.
0: What do you mean by the real economy?
3: Um, So, like, actual physical things and people. And, okay, okay, okay. You know, like, producing things which are useful rather than just, like,
0: Okay, you know, so, so like, trading okay, so like material production. Okay, cool. Um, so when did you first become aware of MMT?
3: Um, um, I'm not sure. I remember, but I, I just remember sort of becoming aware of it as a thing on Twitter where people would say, you know, oh, actually, we don't need to raise taxes if we want to spend money, and that's wrong. And we need to totally change
0: how we think about economics. So you mentioned that you probably, like, quite possibly first encountered it on Twitter. Does it come up much in, like, your kind of actual economic policy discussion and thought, or is it, like, quite online? Is it one of those, is it, like, how we all think that everyone's voting for Leila Moran, but actually Ed Davey's going to be Lib Dem leader because the Lib Dem party is not, like, extremely online?
3: Um, I mean, that's a good question, and to some extent it's coloured by the fact that I am extremely online and yeah. so, uh, so is IPPR to some extent so but I don't know but um yeah I think it, it, it is coming up more and more especially because you know we're in the midst of another economic crisis yeah and the, the government and the Bank of England have created lots of new money in part to help deal with the crisis and stabilize the economy so you, you kind of have to talk about it now
0: okay so um, that being said yeah. I
3: think that you'll always have counter voices in the media who are like oh no this is this is ridiculous and you'll end up with hyperinflation like you're, you're just always going to have those people
0: okay so who who is talking about in the in, in the in the world of economics who's talking about mmt then
3: um uh, oh yeah so i guess there's this whole um school of um economic thought which is like post keynesian mm. endogenous money um
0: What's endogenous <clears throat> money?
3: Um, so, I mean, I don't entirely understand it, but I think it's the idea that, um, like, if, for example, banks create money um, <clears throat> when they when they give out loans, so instead of the money supply being fixed, it, um, it's something that, that will go up and down depending on how the economy is doing.
0: Okay. <clears throat>
3: um, so there are some sort of heterodox um, economists who who are talking about this in the academic world, we're
0: talking about these ideas. Okay. Um, do you... Like, how, how viable is MMT? Like, if so, if there are people who are starting to talk about it in a serious way, like, when I first found out about it uh, two days ago, um, I... My initial thought was that I can imagine that if you try to do MMT is, like, let's say I've, I'm mysteriously the, the leader of a small country, and I tried to, like, unilaterally do MMT I would just find myself like crushed by by the forces of the international market like is that would that happen?
3: I think that yeah that's a really good question and I think it depends it kind of the answer is it kind of depends on how you do it like how um careful are you being to be to what's going on in the real economy and like are you doing it at a realistic level or at an unrealistic level like are you doing it well and then and then, obviously, related to that is like, how much faith do you have in the capacity of the government to do that? So, I think a lot of where you get the split on opinion on MMT is whether people are sceptical, big powerful government, or whether they believe in that as a way of achieving positive change.
0: Okay, I'm still so as you can totally tell by my like staccato questioning style, I really don't <laughs> like I don't understand very much about this. So I'm still just kind of trying to keep up with what everyone's been telling me about it. So, like, do you think it'll be is it good is it a good way of so one of the things that i've ah no a question is now uh, one of the things that i've kind of been learning about is that it's not i thought mmt was like an ideology um as opposed to or like I, my vague conception of it was that it was an ideology as opposed to like a descriptive theory um like we were saying it's, it's descriptive not proscriptive mm-hmm. do you think it's like accurate like is how much accuracy can how much like Value is there in describing the economy through MMT? And side question: Is Rishi Sunak doing MMT now?
3: Um, I mean, yeah, those are those are both really big questions. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, to the extent that I understand MMT as being about saying, you know, if you're bringing more, if you're if you're like increasing what's going on in the real economy, then you can increase the money supply, and you should increase the money supply, mm-hmm. and I think that's perfectly sensible makes mm-hmm. sense um, is Rishi like doing MMT I mean I guess like yeah the answer is that he's doing a kind of MMT but there are different ways of doing it some of them are better and some of them are worse and there are valid criticisms that you can make of, of this approach so like for example people one criticism that people make is that um, what they're doing now is like helping to inflate asset prices when another way of doing it would be to like do it Give, make sure the benefits are shared more equally mm. throughout society rather than first going to asset holders. Okay. Um, so but then I think that because people criticise the way it's being done now then that gets extended into a, a whole MMT as a whole whereas maybe there are better
0: ways of doing it. So like kind of how much purchase does it have in the world of we talked, talked a little bit about having in some purchase in academic circles how much protests have kind of amongst politicians? Like, I know AOC has talked about it. Like, do you see... Well, I'm asking you to do, like, weird political predictions now, but do you see people talking, like, people... Mainstream politicians doing MMT in the future? Or in the near future?
3: Um, I mean, yeah. Like, I guess the fact that it's becoming more mainstream in America sort of suggests that maybe that's going to start happening here. But I think... I do. I am quite nervous of it because I think it is just so easy for the right to attack it. And I think Donald Trump has maybe been doing this already um, by saying, "Oh, you know, Joe Biden just wants to print ridiculous amounts of money, and that's going to wipe out your savings." So, I yeah, I think it's just the left is in a very difficult position in terms of being able to counter these things and put forward its own ideas.
0: Okay. Do you think, like, how workable are MMT's idea of tax as, like, an inflation control mechanism?
3: Um, I mean, I don't really know how seriously to take that, um, because obviously, like, some proponents of MMT say, yeah, use tax as an inflation tool, but also use tax for other things, right, like, like, reducing inequality.
0: Yeah, then, yeah, yeah, sin taxes and equality tax, yeah.
3: Yeah, and then, so I think, yeah, there's this view that with, with MMT, you just, like, turn the money supply dial and then wait until inflation goes up and then turn the tax dial. But then I, I kind of would hope that in reality, you know, actually people don't mean that and they'd see it as more like trying to get the economy balanced so that you wouldn't need to do that.
0: Okay. So what, what about the criticism that MMT is basically just the same as, Everything, like, the MMT is not novel, it's just what, kind of, what happens now, only the other way around. Does that make uh, sense?
3: when you say the other way around, what, you mean so, uh, spending for taxes, or having tax spending?
0: Yeah, yeah, so when I was getting the, the anti-MMT view from David, he was <laughs> saying that MMT is basically just, like, it's not terrible, but, like, in, under MMT... Like now you, you know, um, tax and then pay for, use that tax to pay for spending. But with MMT, you just spend and spend and then you still use use tax as a, a control method on spending. It's just after instead of before. So it's like, but it's all one circle, so it's kind of the same.
3: Well, I think I'd take a slightly different view there because I think it's also about saying, you know, if there's just, this, if there are just these people sort of sitting around unemployed but they could be doing missus work then maybe if if your other options in terms of borrowing and taxing are like unavailable Mm. then printing money is like another way of saying let's solve this problem and like grow the size of the real economy and benefit everyone
0: okay do you think there's a kind of moral um like mmt could be a better and more moral way of talking about kind of tax and not tax but like kind of collective payment um and the idea that you know because there isn't this like ownership stake then there's like um because there isn't an ownership stake there's there's more equality in like kind of state ownership
3: i'm not sure i know what you mean
0: so like no one could say i pay so much tax and you know these people are not paying any tax and they're scroungers because if you can just all print money, then it's the same.
3: I mean, I don't think we'll ever get to a point where they're seen as so disconnected that people won't be able to see. I think people will always be able to say that.
0: Yes, yeah, I see, that's probably right. Do you like MMT?
3: Um, I mean, yeah, like I like it as part of an argument against that right wing narrative that I mentioned before. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I think that you can. It, you know it can become a bit of like a wonkish discussion but obviously the real questions are like the underlying political questions right about how equal do you want the economy to be and how big
1: how interventionist
3: do you want the government to be
0: so and, yeah no sorry on. I was going to say how much sort of I mean obviously austerity is a political choice how much of kind of from the way it's and the way you're saying perhaps i'm like miss misconstruing misconstruing but if austerity is a political choice like how is is all of the economy a political choice or is I like this is there any kind of parts of the economy that are kind of quite like i don't know like you natural or like you go and find them in the wild i don't know yeah
3: i mean that yeah that's a really good question yeah i think to some extent the economy is a political question, and it could be a lot fairer than it is. Mm. Um, and there are different ways of doing that. But then I think, yeah, also you do. There are practical limits um, where you do. but you know, you're constrained
0: by, you know,
3: what you can actually do.
0: So, to what extent is MMT just kind of men on the internet saying that they found one neat trick to solve the economy?
3: Um. I mean, yeah, that that is probably a bit true. I guess I'm a bit sensitive to that because, like, I'm a fan of land value taxes, which you know, people say the same thing about. But,
0: but we're all pro land value taxes, though, aren't we? I think I'm really, oh. really showing showing my <laughs> ass here. Of you know, I only speak to people who have a strong opinion on land value tax.
3: I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> no, I think it's a really it's going to become a really important part of our political discourse and like defeating right-wing narratives
0: on the economy so I don't think it's just men on the internet okay so it's not just more men talking MMT so you said uh, it, it it's bigger and it's bigger in the states that's my
3: impression that, okay like, you know AOC is definitely
0: Kelton yeah it's
3: bigger there now than it is
0: her okay because when I first heard about MMT I did think that it sounded it sounds really it just sounds good like yeah like as, as Megan was saying when we learned about it it's like it's like what you think about very, at the very start of learning of being like, well, why can't they just print more money is true, like you can just snatch more monopoly money from like the dealer's box without looking, and so it has that appeal, but I also think it seems to have a genuinely good like it seems to be good when talking about scarcity and like kind of disproving scarcity and disproving like we can't have so many things that's what you were, you were saying do you have any concluding points on, uh, on MMT?
3: No, I, I don't think so, but yeah, I'm really great that you're doing this podcast, it's a really interesting topic
0: that I would like to learn more about. Yeah, I mean, me too, and I, I feel like I haven't really, feel, I still feel quite ignorant, but, oh, I do have one question, actually, so, yeah. so MMT is, Will was talking about it as being like quite a, like, almost like more of a, a discipline that one does and talks through than being like a school of academic thought like is that related to like that's obviously related to it being like very online but like is it don't you know is that true do you think or like and also how much how much do actual people who are like actual economists pay attention to like people tweeting in john mcdonald's mentions
3: um i mean on the first of those things i guess i'm not really sure what that means I, I think often people will say oh it's it's not a policy prescription like you said before it's it's hmm. a a descriptive way of looking at the economy, which I think it's uh, like a little bit misleading, because it is when people talk about MMT, they mean like the political argument.
0: what Why is it mis? Do you think it's misleading because it's it's obviously people trying to progress, put, kind of push a progressive thing, but they're they're talking about as if they've just got like a theory.
3: Well, as because I think it has that uh, it is it's a political argument with certain like policy. Uh, policy proposals attached to it mm. so I think like why pretend that it's not that even if it is also a descriptive framework mm. and then in terms of do people pay attention to random people John mentions, like, I guess like yeah the trouble is with heterodox economics like often the people putting it forward are like fairly marginalized within that academic community mm. so yeah
0: so, they all so no. With each other.
3: Yeah, so so there that, that, that probably is more crossover
0: than there there is more mainstream economic ideas. I mean. Oh, so oh, okay, okay. I suppose that's good then. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, thank you very much for helping me understand MMT on my uh, my, my podcast journey. So I'll turn and I'll turn off the recording now. So we're at the end of my voyage into understanding what MMT is. I'm not entirely sure that I do. Completely understand it now, but I think I definitely have a good idea, and I know who Nathan Tankus is. So thank you, everyone, for helping me understand. So thanks to Megan, my fellow embracer of ignorance, uh, to Will, lovely uh, ambassador for ambassador for MMT, and also for just kind of positive utopian financial management. I don't know if that's that would be how he would want to be described, and to David, uh, the yes, we can have nice things, but we need to be a bit sensible about it. And to Shreya, who actually knows what she's talking about. Um, and to you for listening to the Social Review's longest ever podcast. So hopefully you'll, uh, you'll have learned something along with me. Goodbye. And thank you to Jasper, as ever, our, beloved, our benevolent podcast landlord.